Brian Meek gets canceled by the five people who listen. We're headed to Cancelvania. Brian Caves coming to you live from Charlotte, North Carolina. How are you doing down south? Uh, Hot. It is really, really freaking hot here. What what is really freaking hot in terms of numbers on the Fahrenheit scale? Um, Bonus have, points for Celsius conversion. I, yeah, I'm not that good at math. I'm a finance major. <laughs> I use calculator. Uh, my teacher in school said we wouldn't be able to use a calculator when we were adults, but I carry one of my they pocket. <laughs> hey, kids, if you're listening to Brian and me, if you're listening to Brian and me about uh, your teachers telling you in school that you're not going to use a calculator they're lying to you they are 100 lying by the by the time you got you kids are our ages it'll be like implanted in your brain or something anyway so back in my day we had the ti-85 and we liked it and we played we programmed it to play games did you play drug wars on there where you're a drug dealer in there i will neither confirm nor deny that <laughs> statement but i may have played that in snake Mm, yeah that was fun um but then there's only like two or three kids who knew how to program it i was not one of those two or three i was kids, not either and i did not have any friends so it was hard once i got it and then i think my calculator got cleared and that was a sad day because i again didn't have friends to ask to reprogram my computer and this was before you could just go on YouTube and uh, YouTube wasn't a thing it. yet back in my day YouTube yeah YouTube didn't exist there was internet, but there wasn't much. There wasn't much. I played Oregon Trail on a black and green screen. Mm. I swear to God, I, I played Oregon Trail. And now that was on the tail end of those Mac, you know, OS, those original desktop computers at school. Oh, yeah. But I sat in the back of the room. This is second or second or third grade. We had this computer in the back of the room and I, my seats back there. So when the teacher wasn't looking, I would look over and like push the buttons to move my person stuff. And, um, it was fun. I still remember that because I have only blocked off the bad memories from when I was a kid, not the good ones. I liked naming my people like names that would have gotten me in trouble. Like nothing like really, but like poop. Oh, <laughs> oh here's me. I'm going west with my wife, poop. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see Brian over there? He named his wife poop. <laughs> oh, so um, that that wasn't what i wanted to talk about to start us off but it kind of bleeds into what i wanted to talk about so i we talked about concerts i think a few episodes ago or we since the world has opened up and we've all ignored that COVID exists we've started going to more concerts and we talked about it and since november i've probably gone to like one a month it probably averages just under one a month but about once a month i'm going to a concert and like last year i went to jeff rose stock show we were older we were older than most folks, but then once the show got going, it seemed to like even out. I went to some other shows and pretty age diverse last week. We didn't record last week. I had planned out like three different things I was doing Tuesday, including us recording this show last week. But little did I know that I already had a concert planned. I forgot I was going to it to like the day before Ryan, uh, who I was going with, uh, he forgot about it. <laughs> until like a couple days before so i had to cancel all my other tuesday plans because i went up to the cleave for the band beach house if you haven't listened to them they're like an ambient rock 
kind of outfit. There's a guitarist and a and a keyboard player. They have a drum player now too, actually. So they've expanded to three. But the main people are the guitarist and the keyboardist. And it's kind of cool, ambient, chill music. I listened to it. Um, well, I listened to it way back when. And this is mm-hmm. part of the story. This is about 2009, 2008, when I started listening to them. Um, they started releasing albums in 2006. And they're still going pretty strong. Every few years they release now. They just released like a four-part double vinyl album that i bought they did and it was it's when you go to the concert it's more of like really good vibes really good experience they're backlit so they you can't even see their faces you just see this like light show behind the scenes i sent some photos to you caves Zarelli, and Mm -hmm. it's it's a cool it's a cool thing but i thought this band's been around since like 2006 i'm gonna go to the show it's gonna be like you know folks in their mid to you know upper 30s hanging out whatever we go to the agora which is up in cleveland again it's a great venue the the show is sold out which first i was like i did not know beach house sold out venues which is great um i'm all for musicians making money doing their craft but once we got into there that crowd was young i mean really (laughs) really young i kid you not kids were chaperoned in there there were parents there with their kids like standing a few feet behind i kid you not some of these kids were between the age range of zero to six when beach house started releasing music and they're there enjoying it like this is my music. This is my generation. I was flabbergasted, totally flabbergasted. We stood in the bottom section, but against the back wall because I'm like six feet tall. I feel like, okay, I don't want to step in front of somebody and be a jerk. So I always well, stand against the wall. Especially since it sounds like the show is mostly children. It's Yeah, since most of them had to be uh, driven there. So we're standing against the back of the lower section, the general mission standing room, whatever. And seriously, the tallest person in the world, they might have been 19 years old. They were like 6'4", 6'5". Of course, they stood right in front of me. (laughs) So me and and Ryan went to the second level because the Agora has three levels of like general admission standing room. And we ended up standing next to um, this couple and they were probably in their 50s. Um, And we just talked to them for most of the night while these children were around. It was... uh, it was unexpected, but it was also a very good experience. I, I really enjoyed it. But yeah, I'm at one point, the woman who her name is Margie, because everybody from the age of like 55 and up, about 30% of them are going to be named Margie. Hi there, Margie. Yeah. Mar, uh, Margie looked at me about halfway through Beach House and she said, I'm too old to do this. <laughs> So uh, a child came and stood next to them because everyone everyone else was there was a child. And there was a white, white line um, that where you couldn't stand because we were kind of standing by the sound booth and they had it cordoned off or like just a tape on the ground that you couldn't stand there. Somebody came up to them and they stood like on the other side of the white line. And she looked over and said, you can't stand there like you're not allowed to stand there. And the, the kid turned to her and said, I don't need your negative energy. 
Hell yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't okay, Boomer, but <laughs> I like that. Maybe that's just the generation today. Maybe the fact that I'm talking about that generation in this context means that I'm a part of many generations ahead of them, but it was uh, humbling. Let's put it that way. It was humbling. It's funny that you had that experience because I had the opposite experience. So I, cause you listen to old man music. I do listen to old man music. That is correct. Um, So Alyssa and I um, went to a venue uh, over the weekend. It's um, Bank of America Stadium, maybe (laughs) where the uh, Carolina Panthers play. Yeah, Yeah. they do. Charlotte FC plays there. So we saw this um, young up-and-coming country act uh, by by the name of Garth Brooks. Hmm. I, I haven't heard of him. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 new, kind of new on the scene. Is this stuff on Apple Music, or do you have to go to like Bandcamp for his stuff? Um, I think he's only on Amazon. Damn, which actually, trouble. actually, the intro to his him coming on stage was like uh, an Amazon Alexa saying, "Oh, was it? Please, Bank of America Stadium, please play Garth Brooks. Do you um, want to crank it louder? Oh my God." That was did pretty it cringe. really say that? It did. Uh, <laughs> what do you think Garth Brooks wouldn't need that kind of like advertisement in his show? Like he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the no, sponsor. He's he's. I mean, he he's like the highest selling artist in that genre of all time. I think he owns like him and the Beatles. I think have like the most records that have ever gone platinum or something. Like, it's some, right. It's some crazy stat. Um, but it's like, yeah, he was, I'm going to tell you something. That dude is 60 years old, which blew my mind. Garth Brooks is 60 years old. Mm-hmm. Garth Brooks' heyday was like when I was, his biggest hits early when 90s. I was a little kid. Like early 90s. Early 90s, 90s yeah. which I was yeah. a huge fan. Um, still am. Thunder so uh did chris we, make an appearance chris did not chris, oh man no, we didn't get any chris Gaines tunes um but no garth was garth was insane like i know there's a lot of people listening to this who are like probably not into country music and i get I like that. every like, music but country i'm gonna say seeing garth brooks i would say is like seeing like the rolling stones or something like it's it's way beyond yes it's country music but the stage show and the like stage presence that he has and the like energy and it, it's like seeing the biggest rock star you could ever like huh. i mean it's it's insane um he played like three hours three hours <laughs> he played like a three hour i mean it was was it there was, an intermission no his wife, so he's married to Trisha Yearwood, who's also a decently like well-known country, especially if you listen to like country in the nineties. Yeah. Um, and she came out, they sang a duet and she sang one song by herself. And that was like the only break he took through the entire show. Wow. And this dude's 60. <laughs> like he's a rich 60 though like oh, he's oh, a rich, for sure he's not, like, he's, he's not, not like poor working my whole life 60 he's and rich he, 60. He, he was also never known as a like heavy drug drinking like i think he yeah. liked to, he liked to drink here and there but he was never like one of those like 
you know, he wasn't Johnny Cash or something. No, was like, he wasn't one of the, he wasn't part of the 27 club or anything like had that. All, you know, did all the hard living like this is, you know, so, but man, it was an, it was an old crowd. Like Alyssa and I are there. We had these, we had, we sat had floor seats. Yeah. Cause the, like you were waiting in line for tickets and yeah. they added a second day, like a second show. And you were able to jump into that line, like nothing and get tickets like that. Right. Is that what right. happened? And every ticket in the stadium was the same price. Yeah, which is got that Garth money. He's like, I don't need to charge every, you a thousand bucks to sit up front. Every seat was eighty dollars plus fees, which you know the fees you're gonna get killed on fees. But was it sold out? Like, was that stadium like full? So he only did. He only sold out the lower bowl. Mm, okay, so he kept the top empty. He kept the top empty. But what we also found out, so this show in particular in Charlotte had been either canceled or rescheduled like six times Oof. because of COVID and other issues. Yeah. He announced when we're there that they're actually recording a live album over the two nights when we were there. So your boy is going to be a background singer oh. on a chart topping album here. You're going to be one of the Supremes, aren't you? Be one of the I, hell yeah. I'm one of the pips. <laughs> I'm one of, uh, you know, whatever, whatever backup. I'm the part of the E Street band, whatever. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that's Bruce Springsteen. But that's that's cool, man. Yeah, so we had very different concert experiences. Real quick, how much were the shirts at Garth Brooks? How much was he charging shirts Ooh, for? Um, we didn't buy any. T-shirt. How much was a T-shirt? I think short T-shirts sleeve? were like 40 bucks. A, a shirt at Beach House? $45 for a T-shirt. For Beach House? Get over yourselves, guys. I was like, Ryan, which I have to give a shout out. I'm sure sure he's listening because we have a very long stretching audience. He ended up buying me a shirt, a long sleeve shirt. And he was like, oh, you kept like, because I wouldn't, I would crack jokes. If like people walk past us, if 15 year olds walk past us wearing shirts, like there was a couple that walked past and I was like, that's $90 walking past us. And I would joke around and yeah. I walk into any concert and I think, okay, what's the maximum I'll pay for a shirt. And then also it still has to like, look good. I'm not just going to buy a shirt. Cause I'm there. I like to support artists, but $45, you can take that shirt. Um, <laughs> But that, he ended up that buying shirt me better one. come with about a twenty dollar bill staple to it. <laughs> there was no twenty dollar <laughs> bill staple to it. That's kind of what people probably ask when they listen to the show. At the end of the show, I better get a coupon code for something. I'm not sitting through this whole thing for nothing. Ad free since '93, baby. <laughs> yeah, keeping it going. Let's let's jump into it. You know what? Let's go. Um, I'm not wearing the shirt, but I do like it. I've worn it like almost every day for the last week. What are you going to do? All right, let's go podcast lifestyle brand. Boom. Let's get it. Welcome, boys and girls, to Bright Me. We're a podcast where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Brian Caves, we're back, back, back for episode 98. Mm. Woo. Woo. In this uh, in this verse, the multiverse, we're in the current one that only has 98 episodes, not including some of our guest episodes. I'm pretty excited. We're on the road to 100. Countdown to crap. Uh, the 100th episode is coming up soon, but we have to get through this one first. So strap in, everybody, because it's going to be a wild ride. Tonight, we've got, uh, in terms of full segments, 
not really a ton of full segments tonight. We have a couple because there are a lot of things that we're going to talk about through Ask Bam. So there's going to be an Ask Bam heavy show because last week or two weeks ago, we had M on. By the way, if you haven't listened to that interview with M Woods yet, what are you doing? Go turn this off. Go put that Go on. Listen and, to that one. But, but let this play long enough to make it register that you right. played it. Yeah, yeah. And then like go listen to that and then come back and play this one again. Yeah. Yeah. Um start over. Use a different platform too. So start on Spotify. And then when you come back, listen to an Apple podcast. That's perfect. two listens right there. Um we don't even look at our listens. But yeah, so we <laughs> we have a lot of ask bam questions. In our previous episode, we were like, okay, maybe we're asking folks too often for ask bam questions because we ask you every week for months. I think this whole year we've been doing Ask Bam questions since the beginning of 2022. And I think we're wearing people down. There's only so many times Frank Barber can jump in and carry the Ask Bam questions. So that's our new podcast tagline, by the way. Brian and me, we're wearing people down. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like you're married to us. Uh, so we're going to go through Ask Bam questions type, but we're not going to do this like every week. We're probably going to take off a couple episodes just so you're not you know, completely run out of questions and stuff. I that doesn't mean you can, can't ask us questions, though. I think we can safely say no more BAM questions until our special 101st episode, which is going to be Frank asks us 101 BAM questions. And that's going to be the whole episode. So that's going to come up here in three episodes. Frank is counting down. Although our, we're not, we don't do these weekly. It's 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 been weekly. I don't, we've only missed like a few weeks, I think, this year. Yeah. Anyway, consistency. yeah, consistency is the name of the game. We're gonna go through the crew because they added uh, somebody named Cucho, and last time we talked, he had not played yet, and since then, I think he's won the MVP award or something. So we're gonna talk about the crew. We're gonna talk about something else about our trip down south. Brighton me hits the road. Uh, well, just oh, me because Brian already lives there. But we're going to talk about the trip down to Charlotte, North Carolina here next weekend for the Columbus Cruisers against Charlotte FC. And then after that, we'll go through all your Ask Bam questions where we're going to talk about the Red Stars. We're going to talk about U.S. Women's National Team. We're going to talk about all that stuff. We're going to talk about Mexican food. So don't you worry your pretty little heads because we're going to get there. Let's jump into the crew, though, Bryant. Columbus crew, um, last time we recorded, they had signed Cucho and he was available to play that weekend against the Chicago Fire. Did we record since then? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Or if we did, the interview with M, that was our focus. And we were like, no, we're not. We probably talked about the crew. Anyway, he premiered for Columbus. If we've already talked about it, too bad. We're going to do it again against the Chicago Fire. Columbus played their worst and best half of soccer in the same match a couple weeks ago where they were against the lowly Chicago fire. I'll stress lowly, not a great team this year. Columbus went into halftime down two zero. And this is a team that actually the crew has a pretty good defense. If you're comparing goals allowed this season, they're not horrible. Like they haven't done horrible. They're one of the few teams at that point who had still not given up 20 goals um, over the season. They were one of like a handful of teams. So they're not a horrible defensive team, but they went into the half down to zero. Second half, they changed things up. They bring in Etienne Jr. They bring in Luis. 
Lucho Diaz. We're still a Luis Diaz staying account. And uh, then uh, about 20 minutes into the second half, Cucho comes in. 23-year-old. The dude is lightning in a bottle. The dude, it's it was insane. A minute after he came on, he didn't score the goal, but a minute after he came on, the crew um, in the last 20 some minutes of the match scored three goals, with Cucho being the last goal on a breakaway goal, uh, chips it over the goalkeeper. And you think, oh, you can't start any better than this, right? You can't start any better than this. Four days later, they're playing again. This time Cucho comes in at, at halftime because he's trying to get him. They're trying to get him up to 100% because he just joined from not playing for a little bit. He had an injury at the end of last season, blah, blah, blah. In, in t- 45 minutes, then he scores twice. <laughs> One of them is like Philip Coutinho range. If you remember when he played for Liverpool, he would shoot from like the edge of the penalty area and he would curl it into the back of the net. He had one of those. And then he had a diving header for the second one. And you thought, okay, three goals in two matches. It can't get any better than that. Three days later, four days later, they're playing in Columbus again. They had three matches in eight days. They're playing in Columbus, his home premiere. He starts the match 16 minutes in. He scores another goal. He's the only player in MLS history in 27 years of MLS history to score four goals in less than 90 minutes premiering in the league in 80 in 89 minutes he scored four goals not and only one start in three matches so if we do the math that's four <laughs> extrapolate goals, that that's four goals per game i don't know how many games are left in the season we're gonna say uh for the 15? sake of i think 15 yeah so if he's scoring four goals a game 15 games left in the season he's already scored four uh, that works out to carry the one, 64 goals on the season. I don't know what the MLS record is, but I'm going to go ahead and assume that's more than the record. Uh, uh, it is. Goals. 64 goals is more than the record. Is he going to continue doing this? I no, can't say probably obviously. not because <laughs> so far he's proven everybody wrong. The dude... Have you watched any of his highlights, Brian? Oh, I've I've seen I've seen all four goals and and what was ridiculous about that first goal was the pace. Like we talk about like how fast Luis Diaz is. Yeah. That was that was that he looked faster than Diaz does. Like <laughs> I mean that was that was ridiculous. Porter like, said after the match like you what you guys probably didn't know is how fast he is. And that was how fast he is. Like, and if you didn't see the play, it's one of those rules in soccer where it's not offside. If you pass the ball, when your player is on the defensive half of the field. Right. So Lucho gets an interception, a rare defense by Luis Diaz. And he has the wherewithal to immediately pass it down the right wing. Cause he knows Cucho's up there and it's like fractions. I thought he was offside, but then in the replay, when Coo- that's how fast he is because I thought he was offside when when Diaz passed it. He was like clean break. It was him and the goalkeeper for half the field length. And yeah. like you said, Good, the you, you see the defenders, they start on the same screen as him, and then you watch the screen and there's nothing. I mean, it is a whole lot of green grass between him and, the, and him and the keeper. Like it's bad. I don't know what angle that defender could have taken to try and catch up with him, but I don't think I don't think it would have mattered. 
And he's got like a 21-year-old, 22-year-old goalkeeper in front of him. Goalkeeper's like, I'm in trouble. This isn't going to work out well for me. It's the, um, it's the Simpsons meme with Ralph Wiggum sitting in the... In the I'm in danger. In the seat on the bus. Like, I'm in danger. That's what it was. That's what it was. Oh, man. It, all four of the goals have been four different types of goals, too. Yeah. He's... I know I know a lot of people were talking about some of the other big uh you know signings in, in MLS this year, obviously Bale and Cellini and uh God, what's the Italian uh, uh Insigne. Insigne and up in uh Toronto. Yeah. This is this is sure looking like the best uh <laughs> I mean uh, I know it's 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 ninety basically ninety minutes of football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. But, uh, but that's a hell of a ninety how many uh how many guys can say they've scored four goals in a and basically what amounts to a game? Like that's not a ton th- of guys that have done that at the professional level. Like that's in three different matches, three different cities. He's just learning to play with his teammates. The dude is the dude is stupid. And now, like with Zellerion, who's healthy after yep. he I wrote about it on Master Report. He started this year and the end of last year in his best form ever. He got injured at the end of March after winning player of the month to start the season after after somebody said he would be league mvp this year if he uh, he missed a few months just with like he was injured he kept oh, sure. playing through it and he didn't look the same he's crew gave him more time off he's finally looking healthy at the same time that kuto is back he has five assists in the last three matches zellerin has five assists and a goal in three matches like if that clip continues it like i was saying a second ago but kuto you can't if you double team him you give zellerion more space yeah (laughs) you can't double team both of them if you put extra guys on both of them you have right now luis diaz who's getting all the room in the world because of kuto and zellerion and he's using it to be fair if luis diaz goes for goal he's putting it in the uh in the eighth row like that, but he's getting better at like he's getting better at passing the ball. Yeah. Um. On he had two assists in that match in Chicago. Well, he had the one, the one to Cucho. Yeah. That. Yeah. That set up that like that heads up, heads up pass to Cucho that set up that run. Like that speed is just like the passing and the creativity of of Lucas and the speed of Cucho and Diaz and the finishing. It's just. It's stupid. If these guys stay healthy, knock on wood, Columbus is finally back in a playoff spot after they were sitting pretty lowly for a while. Yeah. If these guys stay healthy and they stay on the same page like this, oh my gosh, this, that's scary for other teams. Scary. What's hilarious is it's funny how much an improvement, A, in health and B, in um, talent can all of us, all of a sudden, you, you know, the crew of one eight. Eight straight now, or uh, they haven't lost. In they haven't straight, lost yeah. in eight straight, right? They've had some draws in there, but I right? think have like fifteen points in those eight matches. So they're you, they're averaging close to two points a match. Yeah, you you don't you look on crew you look on crew Twitter, and all of a sudden you don't seem to see the near as many people calling for Caleb Porter's head. <laughs> how crazy is that? It's, it's funny how uh, health and uh, an influx of talent makes the coach all of a sudden the coach is a uh, coach is a genius again. Interesting. Um, he he did give a lot of accolades to or a lot of applause to Lucas and to Cucho, obviously. But one thing that does kind of peeve me in that Chicago match, I brought up like he, he had just 
wax poetically about Cucho and how well he played in his premiere and stuff. And I said, well, what about Luis Diaz? He had two assists. This is career high for, you know, a year or so he's been having, you know, he he's been shooting or he's been making poor decisions when he finally gets to the like offensive penalty area. And his response is, Oh, it's the formation. The formation is what did like the formation's great, Caleb. Like, I get it. Like his four, two, three, what a one MLS cup. And he brings that up. Like, and I I get it. Like, you know soccer, he knows soccer. Well, he's gonna forget more about soccer than I'll never ever know <laughs> about the yeah. sport because he's lived it. He has lived it since he was probably a little kid. But you need players in that formation to play. You've seen in 2021 when folks were injured and you were just putting people in into those positions, they weren't doing the same thing that the crew have done. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like, um, and not that coaching doesn't matter because coaching 100% oh, matters. for sure. But he, I would give him credit for this unbeaten run because you only had Cucho for the last three batches. Oh, absolutely. and he's been switching the formations around. He's been usually coaches are like, Oh, I'm going to, they're going to have to change for us. We're going to force our will on the team. Like Kayla has been very, I'm not forcing the will. Like I'm going to adjust for you and you're, you're not going to know what to expect from us. And the crew haven't lost when Lucas has missed a match. They haven't lost a match when Lucas is out, but anyway, sorry. So go ahead. But I mean, I think there's also been other players that have stepped up. You know, there were a lot of people um, calling for Eloy room's head at the beginning of the season. Like a lot of people, you know, crew Twitter again, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's sports Twitter in general. And I say crew Twitter, cause that's who we're talking about. Sports Twitter in general is generally a cesspool. Every regardless, fan base regardless of awful. the fan base. Yeah. You have some good NWSL fan bases that you can get into, but yeah, the MLS and NFL baseball, basketball, it's, it's all that. And, and not, they don't like, there are plenty of people in, in crew Twitter and any other teams, Twitter that are great fantastic people wonderful right. people um but you know there were a lot of people calling you know talking about the dealer room wasn't any good and there were a lot of people you know it's just like some of these players have really i think obviously cucho is a huge deal obviously getting lucas healthy is a huge deal aiden morris has really stepped up like aiden morris has become you know coming back from uh, you know you and i were in the stadium when he got that when he tore that acl and you mm, knew yeah you knew as soon as it happened, like, Oh God, this, that's, uh, I mean, you saw him go down and you're like, that's an ACL. Like it, it was obvious and it was, it was bad. I mean, the whole, um, I was sitting with our, uh, I think you were covering the match. I was sitting there with our good buddy, uh, Doug Curry. No, I was with, uh, with Bryant. We were just on, we had, we had different that's, tickets. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's what it was. I was sitting yeah. there with Doug. And as soon as it happened, you could hear just an audible like gasp. Yeah. in the stadium like it everybody at once it was so for him to come back from that i mean he's still a young kid he's still young and to be playing i think the way he's played in midfield you know that he's been and, uh, yeah. a big part of their success darlington nagby's played really well the only the only player on the team to make the all i mean darlington nagby's darlington nagby um but, but when crew are losing if you watch crew twitter darlington nagby's just passing to pad his stats that's what yeah. people say when the crew aren't winning. That's how insane. Like, it's okay. Twi- Twitter, uh, like, that if gets you me every time you have to laugh. Like, uh, if you read the things that you see online on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or just whatever, look at Alex and our replies about NWSL. You see it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 
like laugh at it like because that's all you can do with most of this right. if you if you take most of that seriously Oof. you're gonna have problems because you really like and some people do and it's mm-hmm. obvious when people do like there first of all there are people that want reactions there are trolls there are people that they just want they want the likes or they want the engagement where people are, are, drug, man. are arguing with them. well this is coming from somebody who is who recently got back on you were um, gone. You I'm were the, free. I'm this. I'm, I'm Al Pacino in Godfather Three. Like, but when I was out, they pulled me back in. Um, and so that's and that's for a reason. That's for a reason. We'll get into uh, in a little while. But mm-hmm. it's it's just like you can't pay attention to it. Almost like people talk with politics. Like Twitter's not real life. It's not real life with anything, man. <laughs> no, no, it's not. But the real life part, I will say over the weekend, they played against Cincinnati, uh, beat them 2-0. That was nice. They could have scored more. That's what after the match, Caleb's like, we're not celebrating. We could have scored more. I get it. He's a coach. You have to, you have to temper emotions behind the scenes because it's a long season. And if you celebrate everything, like it was a big like on the field, he was celebrating yeah. on the field there, but behind the scenes, like he reserves that celebration for like MLS Cup. Whenever they sign Cucho, actually talking to him in the post match press, like in the post, there was a practice they did in media availability with Caleb. There was only like me, Jacob Myers, and Pat Murphy in the in the room with him, and he, Pat said he was as excited in that press conference as he won when they won MLS Cup. Other than that, other think, than that, I think that we, we see, see why. why. Yeah, it's like he won a trophy getting him. Um, so you you have to bring down your emotions a little bit because if you sure. ride the high every time you win, when you lose, the the valley is as deep as the high is high. So yeah. he he tries to keep it in the center as much as he can, um, almost to the point where people think, "Is this guy a jerk?" I. I don't think he is, but he's a coach. He has to lead the team. And yeah, he's been doing this for a long time. We want our coach. I think so many people want the coach to, to, they want Jurgen Klopp. Yeah. They want the coach to show that they care or they want, um, Jose Mourinho. They want somebody (laughs) who the extremes, right? Yeah. They want the extremes. They want somebody who seems to care as much as they do. Right. Like they don't want this, like, um, you know, you don't want Bill Belichick. Right. You don't want like, yeah. you know, we came out, we played hard. Yeah, we got to play better. You, know, you don't want your even keeled, like non answer. Yeah, because you most of us perceive enthusiasm as or emotion Weakness. in general. Yeah. Well, I was going to say is, is caring like you, you perceive like if you're getting really high or you're getting really low, like you care, you give a damn and you're, yeah, that's true. You really want to win. You got that. I didn't think about win. that. So when Porter doesn't show that, like he shows it on the field, he was pumping his fist after the yeah. win. But when you hear his press guy, when the crew aren't doing well, yeah, that makes sense. Cause then people are like, why don't you, why aren't you angry? Why aren't you, right. you know, happy? I'm, like, I'm, I'm angry. Why aren't you angry? Like when you, right. people, people think of it as almost like, I can't care. I can't care more than you do. But Caleb is in a different like coaching and being in charge of a group of people being a leader is a very different thing than being a spectator. Like, what do you want him to come out and do? Like, Hey, these guys are all bums. These are, these guys are garbage. 
I can't do anything with these guys. No, because then you when you lose the then you lose the locker room, and then it, then it really only gets worse. Like yeah. he's got to like. There's a reason that I think the best coaches aren't those guys that are like super high or super low. Like Phil Jackson was never mm-hmm. super high or super low. Now it helps when you have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and some of those other guys, but like part of that is managing egos. Like part of what Phil Jackson was so good at when you know he had obviously Jordan and Pippen or he had Shaq and Kobe and he had um, Kobe and Powell and you know all these guys like Phil always had really good players so people were like oh he's one of the greatest coaches of all time he had Jordan and Kobe and Shaq in their prime stop it anyway it just but it's but it's also about managing right. egos like yeah. you've seen some of these other like big three like type teams I'm talking about the NBA a lot just because it's easy to talk about but you see these loaded teams that go down because egos get in the way or Look at guys Brooklyn. I mean they had Kevin yeah. Garnett and Kyrie Irving and and uh Harden they had all yeah. three of those guys and they, they had to trade one of them away. They couldn't handle it. Yeah, they couldn't handle the emotions. So part of it is is there's an art to like managing managing those emotions and managing those egos. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of your best coaches, that's innate in them, or that's something that they really maybe worked really hard on or learned from from other people. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't want my coach to be no, I want my coach to, you know, show some emotion from time to time, but I don't want my coach to be like a maniac. Yeah. (laughs) Which, which, no, that makes total sense. And he's been that way. Exactly. And you hear it from his players, his player, like I'll also say you hear from the players, but anytime an athlete or a coach is talking, it's calculated. Most of the time it's, it's calculated. So he's controlling and like Caleb Porter's controlling a narrative at the beginning of the season. Oh, Miguel Barry and Jossie's artists we're we have a great position. I have a great position because I have two great strikers. And then when later we hear, oh, yeah, Jossie wasn't cutting in. He was in his final con- year of his contract. And we were we're always – we never shut the door. We're always open to it. And then when they bring a Cucho, it's like, oh, yeah, we tried to bring somebody in the preseason and it didn't work. He's like, Jossie. <laughs> Jossie. I, I, I don't but know. Like, that's about. how you hear. Like, you hear um, at the beginning, it's great. And then you go further and then they tell you more and then you go even further and they go even further back than that. So it went from, yeah, we like both of our strikers in the preseason and we're really happy having Miguel Barry and Jossie's artists. It is now July 19th. And I remember those press conferences in February when they were down in Carolina uh, beginning of March too. Neither of them are on the team anymore. (laughs) They they traded both of them away because that was another thing that happened after the match. Uh, I didn't see Miguel Barry at training on Friday because I was there for uh, press conference stuff and practice and uh, practice. And then Sunday, he was not a part of the roster at all. He wasn't on there. I was telling folks leading into sun- Sunday's match, excuse me, was uh, whoever Porter brings in for Cucho is going to tell you a lot about the forward p- situation in Columbus. And I didn't look, I should have looked closer at the lineup and I didn't even see Barry on it. Um, but yeah, then the next day you hear that oh he was traded to to DC, but DC, the fight in Wayne Rooney's, <laughs> right? Oh gosh, but uh, yeah, the human element that is a great thing about the matches and being back at the matches with the team and stuff. I going in the locker rooms and going to the press conference. It 
it doesn't like get me excited. It does, it's not something that like motivates me or get me going like, Oh, I get to talk to the players and look how close I am and stuff. Like I have a general cynicism towards a lot of things. So when I hear coaches or players talk, I'm like, yeah, it's all it's, it's calculated and you have to for what you just said. But actually I got to see some real people at the match on Sunday. And for the first time, like I go to these matches and we'll get into next topic in a second, but I go to these matches and it's, it's stressful. Like covering matches is not a dream that some people think. I think it's grass is always greener, right? The grass is always greener. Uh, if you're aspiring to do it, yeah, it's really amazing. And I, I, I do enjoy it, but it's the enjoyment of working hard and, and creating something. That's what I enjoy. Sure. The actual steps of doing it kind of suck. <laughs> kind of Cause you're once the match starts, I have people texting me like, I can't meet up with you. I can't like, I'm busy. And then at halftime, like I start writing feverishly for the next 60 minutes because I'm writing during halftime during the second half. I'm writing about what I have to finish the first half. And then I have to write about what's happening as it's happening. And then I do a press conference and I go to the blah, blah, blah. But before the match, I was able to meet up with some folks. I met um, actually Beth from soccer crush. We're going to have them on next month before the uh, hell is real away version between the crew and Cincinnati, but it got to meet um, her, uh, her wife. That was pretty cool. They were up here for the crew match. They spent the weekend here. Uh, got to see some folks from Quar. I saw Alex and Zach and I wasn't able to see Brian. He was shooting off smoke for the RL Stein goosebumps inspired TIFO, which was pretty cool. That was, that was Good on, good on you. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't know who put that together, but uh, the Nordic. It was part of the Nordic. Yeah, they, Nordic. they, they're responsible for putting that stuff together. That was rad. Like yeah, that, was, that was cool. That stood out. I was watch. I watched. I didn't get to watch the match live, but I watched like highlights the next, the next morning. And yeah, it was like, oh my god, this is that. That's one of the cooler, like, yeah, especially non-political like tifos. I think that I've seen like that. That was cool. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, but I'm starting to try to get the most out of the non-soccer related things. So yeah. before the match, I'm going to try to talk to folks. I want to meet up folks. And, you know, I talked to somebody who writes at the Ohio State site with me uh, another match just because I, I before the match, I have pretty I have freedom to well, I have freedom. I can do anything I want. I'm an adult. I can leave if I want, but less consequences for me meeting with people before the match. Um, but even just like up in the media, like talking to Jordan, Angeli, just ta- stopping and talking, like we've developed, like we can have conversations. Oh, okay. and, oh no, casually, casually, Stop big, it. big time. Stop over it. Here. Oh it's my like, god! Oh, you know, let's talk talking to, to other folks. I met. It's <laughs> talking to my good friend Jordan Angeli, oh, the god. voice of Shut the Columbus <laughs> But whenever you see them at like training or at, in the media area, sure. it's just like you just form like, I'm not saying a friendship. We're not going to hang out outside of the stadium, but at the match, we, we have conversations, we catch up on stuff. And like, I'm trying to find more value in yeah. the human side of things. Cause once you get into the match, when you hear people in the media area and you, there's competition between media folks, they might not say it outwardly, but they're competing against each other. Mm, uh, massive yeah. report. We're competing against other media outlets. We're all trying to cover the same team. And you want to cover it to a certain level. Um, but once you get into that and the press conferences and the player, 
that stuff's kind of eh. But if I see Ty Phillips, I go, hey, Ty, how's it going? There's a, a guy named Jim. I'm writing an article about him. Um, I'm not going to give too much away. I saw him in the just under the stadium as we're walking away from the locker room, and I stalked to him. Like, anybody I can talk to now, I just – I'm going to try to make the best of those uh, interactions because that's really the most enjoying part and uh, most enjoyment I get out of covering these matches. And you're going, uh, if I if I saw on Twitter correctly, you're going this weekend Woo! as a spectator. Hell yes. I got three weekends in a row. We're going to talk a lot about the second weekend. But the first weekend, my nephews who are, well, he'll be 19 by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow. My oldest nephew, my godson, hey, yeah. um, I'm the godfather. He uh, he's turning 19 and my other nephew, who's 16, they actually asked me, they were like, hey, Unc, do you want to go to a crew match? Oh, and I was that. like, shoot. OK, yeah, I can do that. That's let's do it. Um, so we're going this weekend before my uh, older nephew has to go back for a sophomore year of college at Ohio University. <laughs> this is the last match we can go to together. Isn't that awful? That makes me feel and like. <laughs> I remember when he was a scrawny kid, like just and, and I haven't. I mean, I've only know you guys like a few years, but like I can that. remember him. Twenty seventeen, you probably met him. Yeah, I did. That's like Jesus. That was five years ago, wasn't it? He was fourteen. Um, yeah, I remember him being a scrawny little kid, like you know, following us around like at a at a crew match and stuff. And then yeah, now he's like, it's insane, man. So I'm gonna hang out with them, um, and then in on August sixth, I'm going with Bryant. Lepic, Lepic legend, because uh, he's going to be the hometown hero mm. for the crew match. And he invited me to sit in field level seats and field level seats are great. But being able to hang out with Bryant is even better. So I'm going to go to that one in three weeks. And then next weekend, not this weekend coming up next weekend, Bryant, <clears throat> I'm going to make my triumphant return to Charlotte, North Carolina, to hang out with my fellow crew supporter, Bryant Caves, when the crew take on Charlotte FC at the house that Garth built, Bank of America (laughs) Stadium. So how excited are you to get on your black and gold, Bryant, and to cheer on the yellow soccer team? You know what, Thomas? I'm really excited to put on the the black and gold. You hear that music? Oh. <laughs> oh god no no the heel turn it's here heel turn. thomas um for that game no. i will be i will be in uh cheering for the yellow soccer team you should wear all black in mourning like i'm gonna be well i i told you guys i'm gonna be like staying during that run where he would like when he first started dressing in black and white and people were like is he WCW? Is he NWO? Like, yeah. and he wouldn't, he wouldn't answer questions and in interviews and stuff. He would just like stand in the rafters <laughs> and look like melancholy, like the crow. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I'm thinking about doing that, like just wearing nobody's colors. Cause both teams have black. Oh, and they're, yeah. uh, so I'm going to be, um, I also thought about coming in the, uh, was it Brady Quinn's <clears> sister? <throat> That did the uh, the half Ohio State half Notre oh my Dame God. jersey, yes, because she was dating her... AJ Hawk. Yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's what was, it was. Was that's what it was right? Brady I think it was Quinn's the sister. flip. No, I think it's AJ was it Hawk's AJ Hawk's sister. sister that was dating Brady Quinn. Mary Brady Quinn, I want to say. I don't know. I'm sure some Ohio State bro will fix it for us. But if we're wrong, but e- either way, <laughs> there was a female 
Brady Quinn and AJ Hawk was involved. She had a half Ohio State, half Notre Dame jersey. I have made a, and this was a difficult decision. This was a decision that you saw coming. You predicted this. Oh, shoot. Man. The minute I moved. I knew basically. it. <laughs> I, I, um, I predicted. No I have decided that Nostra Thomas, that's, that is well done. That is very well done. Hashtag, we're going to get that trending. Hashtag, hashtag Nostra Thomas. Um, that I am going to be changing MLS soccer allegiances uh, after the upcoming match. It's going to be kind of my last hurrah, my going away party uh, with the Columbus crew. And I, I am going to embrace the local uh, Charlotte FC black and blue, the soccer team here in, in Charlotte. So there are a lot of black and blue hearts listening to this pod too, right now. I, uh, based on the reactions on Twitter, uh, there were, there were some people that are not <laughs> real thrilled with me right now. I was getting, uh, as the wrestling fans would say, a little heat. Somebody um, wanted your stuff though. Somebody was like, can I have your stereo when you die? M- multiple <laughs> people wanted, like my stuff is in demand. It's like, guys, I don't have anything good. <laughs> it's like I've got a, a three X winter hat with an upside down logo on it. I've got um, a three X t-shirt. That's not in great shape. Uh, I guess I do have an homage hoodie. Um, oh, homage hoodies are good. I've yeah. got like some hats that are like sweat stained. And <laughs> I think I gave you one of them, didn't I? It was you like did, a yellow yeah. old crew logo. It's the one. Old, old school crew. Logo, you need to which... keep that in the mug though. You jerk. I, I will 100% keep the mug. Cause that's like one of my favorite. That's like, cause it's a, also a really big mug. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. It's, it's a big old mug. It's as big as my mug. And I love a good like big mug. And I have a lot of mugs. Like I feel like mugs are kind of a thing that people, people get me for gifts. Cause yeah. I love coffee. Um, our Same good thing buddy, with me. Yeah. Our good buddy Bryant got me a really cool um, combination proclaimers and Lord of the Rings mug. I need to, I don't think I've seen that. Um, huh. It's, it says, uh, I would walk 500 miles and I would walk 500 oh, more yeah. just to be the one who uh, walked a thousand miles to take the ring to Mordor. Oh, okay. okay <laughs> something okay. like that. It, it's something yeah. like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a decision I've made and I want to explain myself because I know there's going to be a lot of people that are upset with me. Um, nobody's upset with me. Nobody cares. Uh, this, this is my podcast and I want to talk about it. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> more than anything, I'm doing it because I'm in a new city and I'm yeah. trying to get out there and just make connections with people, like make friends living in a new city when you don't know anybody is sucks. it's really hard. It's really We've hard to both get out there. Done it. it sucks. Yeah. Like getting out there and trying to make friends and trying to like, so my thought is there's a huge, I love the sport. I love, and I love being around soccer fans just in general. Like I love, it's what's always drawn me to the sport is the fans, the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. the being, you know, drinking before the game and then like singing songs in the stands with everybody like that totally does it for me. And so I, I decided really just like, I want to get myself in the, in the local culture yeah, and really get out there and meet people and make connections and try to make some friends. Cause damn it, I'm lonely. Yeah. <laughs> so- I'll admit like when I lived in Richmond, getting, starting to get into soccer at that point, all I had was, you know, 
TV matches. And I lived in Northeast Ohio. I didn't watch crew matches. I watched them win MLS Cup back in 2008. That was it. But I never like became a crew supporter because I didn't know anything about Columbus. And to me, Columbus was so far away. So when I lived in Richmond, Hell, I was like, I was watching Portland. Matt. I was actually watching Caleb Porter and Portland yeah. matches. And I thought maybe I should just be a Portland fan. Cause that's all they shared on TV. That's all right. they did on like, cause that's how the MLS gets you. A new team comes in. They're on national TV all the time. They'll bring in a, a new audience and stuff. And I almost, if I didn't move to Columbus, I probably, I'm, I might not even be a crew fan. It's just, we're not from Columbus. You're from Florida. Like, you're, like it's not yeah, like I, mean, I have no like. It's not like you were born in Columbus. You were born down the street from historic and stadium and rooting you bleed for the yellow team since ninety. Right. You know, I, I, there's it's people, MLS folks. Come on, let's yeah. Talk. There's there's people in the league that, and I get it. Like, I did also turn on the. You know, I was a Browns <laughs> fan for a season for like two weeks, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm, uh, you know, now I've decided like, I'm going to embrace the Panthers and I'm going to embrace the Hornets since I'm here. Baker hanging like, out at the cheesecake factory. Hell yeah, yeah man. <laughs> well, no, we're not going to cheese. <laughs> there will be no hangs with Baker at the cheesecake factory, but <laughs> oh. I have thought about going now that I'm going to be a Charlotte FC fan. Um, yeah. just as a hilarious thing, get a, a kit with Baker Mayfield's name and number on the back of it on a Charlotte FC kit. Oh my god, no, he's going to get the CLT commander. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that either, oh. but so that is so. Anybody that's anybody that's listening that's making the trip down to uh, down here to Charlotte, I know there's a few folks. I know you're yeah. coming down with Lenoy with Brian Lenoy and and Ryan and Ryan Brian and Lang. and then Brian's coming down. So it's going to be Ryan, Brian, Brian, Bryant, and Thomas. It's going to be fun. That will be the last time uh, you see me in uh, in black and gold. So I'll be uh, mm-hmm. I'll be there. I'll be wearing the black and gold. Be supporting the crew for one more match. Though I have. Um, if anyone follows me on Twitter, now that I'm back on, I have already started reaching out to the Charlotte FC fan base. Pouring yourself out. Just really trying to find a supporters group. Um, I put a post out there and, and you know, it was nice to feel wanted for, for a little while. Like people Aww, were like, I want fighting. you on oh, fighting over my uh, fighting over my uh, allegiance so to speak nobody really offered me anything though like guys if you're like you don't know how this you don't know how this works i need stuff i will join your support like you know queen anne's revenge one of the reasons i'm there is quar quar uh gave me not only friendship but free beer 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 and the uh uh burger what was the Oh my Pickle god! Relish or the the, the, the relish, the like oh the New Jersey Brian Lenoy uh, special relish or whatever it was. I don't even remember what it was called anymore because it's uh, my brain has erased a lot it's of hamburger. I think it's just like what is they're going to correct us too. I tried to black. I try to like blank that out. I, I don't like thinking about the the relish, <laughs> the community relish that everybody is like. <sighs> Lord have mercy has dipped into so i know i i know they they posted something about it being awkward and then i sent them a tarzan gif just telling them that they'll always the queen anne's revenge quarrel will always be in my heart and i know that phil collins you'll be in my heart that was phil collins right that was 100 percent phil collins that that soundtrack bangs by the way in my heart that was so, dead on. Uh, it's Philip Collins. Yeah, yeah, you feel how welcome to the show. <laughs> Hello, Thomas. It's me, Phil Collins. 
I don't know if you remember, I was in Genesis. Oh, with Peter Gabriel? Fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) So that is, uh, that's my, that's my journey. Um, I'm going to end it with like a lot of the college recruits do when they decommit from a school, like, please respect my decision. (laughs) You enter the transfer portal. Okay. If kids can do it, Brian can do it. All right. Absolutely. I've, I've been inspired. I got Charlotte got me a really nice uh, name, image and likeness deal. Ooh, yeah. get that nil. Oh man. Good for you. I'm happy. No, I, I did. I did completely guess it, but um, no, I'm, I'm happy for you. Like, like, like you said, moving is really tough and I hope that you find the camaraderie and the relationship that you, um, that you can get there in person. You can have a friend to hang out in person, but so help me God, if you start a podcast with somebody, you I, am, I can't guarantee I won't ever guest host on a guest on a podcast locally here. Cause I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an experienced podcaster. And professional, hashtag professional podcast hashtag professional podcasters and you guest you guest on podcasts all the time um you know as that's part true it's part of your journalism yeah. duties and um, i was on an fc Cincy one he's like it's only going to take about 20 to 25 minutes i was like challenge accepted <laughs> It's like clearly you've never listened to Bryant and me. I, I I actually plugged our show too. I think it ended up going around like 35 or 40. I was like, no, I can I can talk. When it's I started wonderful. talking, I just start I go. You all know that. You've all listened to all uh 150,000 hours of podcasts we we've, we've recorded over 98 some odd episodes. Oh, that was just I was just thinking about last week. That was 9500. We didn't even actually record. <laughs> we didn't record. Um <laughs> So no, good for you. I, I'm still excited to go down there. No matter what colors you might adopt, um, I'm excited to. Well, I have spend to wear the black and gold, right? Because I can't sit in the supporters. You section. just can't wear the blue in the supporter section. So if you go neutral, a nice gray tone, maybe. Um, can, <laughs> just don't wear outright Charlotte stuff because you already have like three shirts now that you bought. You're trying to tell people, no, I'm not gonna be. I'm not doing. It's not official or anything. And you showed me and Brian like three shirts. <laughs> you did like you bought three shirts, but you're not a Charlotte fan. I was like hijinks. I'm calling hijinks every time you, because we have a few like group chats that we're both in. And anytime you'd say that, I was like bullshit, Brian. This is bullshit. You liar. You already did it. Quit lying to people. I, I like that other people too have had to be in 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 the middle of our argument over my sports fandom. Like I bring the argument to any chat we're in. Any chat. <laughs> like the better Bryant. Homer was in the middle of a really awkward one one evening. Like <laughs> And, and well, usually they're just like, keep going. I'm entertained. <laughs> keep going. I think that, I think both of them said that at some point. So oh, it's about time. Um, but let's. So, so if you hate my guts, get on uh, get on Twitter and tell me that you hate my guts now that I'm that I'm your enemy. But if I'm uh, if I'm still welcome, I do plan to come. Uh, hopefully, come visit Columbus next year. I want I still want to go to a game at at the dot. So uh, maybe when Charlotte comes to town, you and your little. Benedict, uh, Benedict Arnold's Benedict Cumberbatch's can come up and go to a match at the LDC or the dot, which is what everybody calls it. So on that note, let's move on into everyone's favorite segment of the show. This is the ass bam segment. We said this was going to be most of the episode, but we're already about two hours in and uh, we haven't even gotten to this section yet. So no, which I know that's another Brian me slogan. We're already two hours in and we haven't actually started talking yet. Uh, <laughs> this is our warm up. 
Me, 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 me. <laughs> so the on human, that... The human flame was denied a bank loan. <laughs> so let's get into your question. We'll start with a few, uh, a few on Twitter, and then I'll jump into the Instagram questions. Uh, we'll start out with the aforementioned Brian Lenoy. Hey. He, wants, he wants to know tacos or burritos? This... This is tough. Yeah. This is tough because um, I really like tacos and burritos. And it's hard. It's like choosing my favorite child. Um, just kidding. That's easy. This, no, I'm just joking. I, I don't have a favorite child. Uh, I'm going to say burritos just because it's a, it's a neater delivery system than a taco is. I'm going to go burritos as well because you can just get so much stuff in burritos. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I love a good, like, you know, I'm not going to name any specific restaurants, but there's a restaurant that makes burritos pretty decently. Um, Is it a that, restaurant that just shut down its first store first, that tried to unionize that permanently yeah. shut it down? Is it that it's, store? It's also the same store that I think gave everybody like E. coli a few years a ago. A few times, yeah. But uh, when you get a well-made burrito, here's the thing about burritos, though. Here's a, here's, I'm, mm. I'm particular about burritos. Give that I need a, talk. Let's go. I need a well-made burrito. Yeah. And when I say well-made, the biggest thing is the distribute is the distribution of everything. Yeah. Like I don't like if it's, if it's well-made, a burrito is amazing. Cause when I bite into it, I don't want just like a sour cream bite. Right. Or you get that, you pay a dollar 50 extra for guac and one corner of the burrito is all guac. You're like, it's over in one bite. <laughs> like I need an even, you know, distribution of everything. Like when I take right. a bite, I want like meat and cheese and sour cream and rice and beans and lettuce and, you know, whatever kind of stuff you like in your burritos. But also I'm a big fan of breakfast burritos. Oh, Oh, love a mercy. good, love a good, like cut it out. I'm hungry. Bacon and egg and cheese, like breakfast burrito oh, or some yeah. sausage chorizo. Even I'm a big oh, chorizo you got fan. It, every full house thing. I'm just going to go through every cut. Um, if you're having tacos, hard, hard or soft shell, soft shell. Yeah. All day. Soft shell. Hard tacos are, I think an American bastardized taco or hard shells aren't yeah. soft. Isn't it usually it's a, it's a corn tortilla. Yeah. I'll, I'll eat flour tortillas. I like flour tortillas, but corn tortillas, that's like, that's what it's supposed to be. No, forget if, the hard shells. If I'm having a hard shell, I might as well just have nachos at that point, which I love exactly. nachos. I'll give just get a- tortilla chips and a soft taco. That's all I need. Like, just give me nachos at that point. Are we fans of guacamole is the last part of his question. Get out of here, Brian. You know we're fans of guacamole. <laughs> who's, not, who's not a fan of guacamole? Next I'm, question. I'm going to tell you Next something. Question. If there's a politician... You know, we're not going to get political tonight, but if there's a politician that wants to 100 easily win my vote, free guac, say that you'll pass a law that guac is no longer extra. <sighs> I don't, I don't care what the rest of your policies are. Yeah. You got my vote. Yeah. Let's do it. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm running for office right now. I'm going to start <laughs> right now. I'm running on guac is no longer extra. Please vote for me. That's a heck of a platform. The guac platform is an underused political device that I think is really going to get you votes. Um, if the Dems are smart, they'll run on a free guac platform. So they're not going to run on a free guac <laughs> they're platform. Actually, they're actually going to – what they're going to do is it's a tax uh, incentive where if you buy guac – 
on a Tuesday from a girl named Mary who yeah. graduated yeah. from, you know, like a school in uh, Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Is that okay uh, with you, Republicans? You might Is that get, okay with you? You'll get a 0.00003% tax rebate. Right. Just just vote, okay? But but Joe just Man- vote. Joe That's Manchin save the day. Joe Manchin <clears throat> said it was a little too divisive. Mm. Um, mm. So, Robbie Rogers wants to know with the, will the 2022 NWSL championship in DC, speaking of our nation's mm. capital, be as epic as the crossover episode that was the 2021 NWSL championship in Louisville? It'll be better because I'm not going to be there. But uh, no, that was pretty fun. I thought the 2021 was pretty good. You had um, teams that were kind of East Coast close. Like DC is, you know, closer, but you had Chicago and Louisville. You had you had DC there. I think it was really good to have some local teams there. Um, I think it'll be fine. But if you have like Portland, or if you have OL Rain versus, you know, uh, a team that's not it, well. yeah. If you have Sa- San Diego's play, if you have San Diego versus OL Rain playing in DC. They're gonna sell it out because Alex Morgan. I was gonna say you're, you're getting the Alex. <laughs> yeah, you're getting the Alex, the Alex Morgan. The pump. case uh Casey Current. Well, I guess CC Kaiser. Oh, they're the not good. Is, no, yeah. Casey Current's not making that uh, Houston, championship. Houston Dash. Like there's a team that's not that doesn't have like that super faint that's not East Coast and doesn't have like that super famous yeah. like national <clears throat> team player or something where you're right. like a team that's been around a while. Yeah, I think Houston Dash is a good though. Ebony Salmon is just like Whew. We got a question about her coming up, so let's not this, get into that yet. It's the revenge tour. Uh, <laughs> middle fingers to everybody. Um, Robbie, also, this is a question for me. Being from Florida, how many pairs of jorts do I own? Which, well done, sir. Well done. I own zero pairs of jorts. Um, how many have a- you owned? Oh, I've definitely owned jorts in my lifetime. I, so there is a I. there is a Scott picture of so me well. like my senior year of high school, I think, like in a pair of jorts. Like, I mean, they're not like cut off. Like, when you say jorts, I think of like cut off, like of just like a pair of jean shorts. Like, because then they before that they weren't like weird like they are now. Like, it they, wasn't like now. It's just yeah, it's bad now. Yeah, now you're either like a hick or you're like a hipster. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that makes it, yeah. You're wearing them ironically or you're right. just stuck it, in a time capsule. It's kind of like the same, the same overlap of people that drink PBR. Yeah. Like you're either white trash or you're, you're a hipster because you're doing oh, you're a crew fan at Betty's. Yeah. Or you're me at the wrestling meetups because they're $2. <laughs> and I'm cheap. That's, that's how much they are at Betty's, too. They're $2. So, hey. Well, um, I, I told you the first crew match last year, I went with Eric from two rash challenges. Uh, that Pete was there too. Charles Camposano was there. Also a friend of uh, Eric's was there. So basically all the members of the come bus manatee. Yeah. All the, uh, the hashtag come before the hashtag come bus was on the road. Uh, we went and they bought me beers at like whistling keg and at our bar and they paid for like five or $6 beers. And then I was like, okay, they kept buying. I felt bad. Like, okay, next place. I'm going to buy you guys beers. And it was Betty's. <laughs> I got four beers for nine bucks. And I was like, we're even. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they spent probably a good 20 bucks on me. So I owe you nothing. <laughs> and that's what you'll get. 
um mr car at the mr car doesn't like my new uh twitter twitter handle this this question is just it's going to show that he's never listened to the show yes and or at least he's turned it off before the outro which i think most people do um right they turn it off before the pre-intro is over another robbie question favorite ingredients in omelet um we talk um i i like mexican food in all walks of life Mm. i would put in an omelet i would put some chorizo i would put some chili powder in there i put red pepper flakes um i would put some like taco cheese in there and then i would top it with sour cream and um um Erdes and their guacamole salsa. Oh, that Erdes uh, guacamole <sighs> salsa. You guys, you guys turned us on to that. Now, like, there's never not a bottle of that. In our it's fridge. on our shopping list. As soon as it goes out, we buy another container of it. It's just right. It's like milk. For yeah. It's like milk and eggs. Like, yes. You know, uh, yours sounds amazing. So I can't top that. I will say, I love a good, like, Denver omelet, mm, just okay. like ham, cheese, onions, Put and some peppers. vegetables at that point. Yeah. But you need to have meat. If you give me a vegetarian omelet get the no get the get the hell out of here also goat cheese like goat cheese is delicious in an omelet I... is it the goat cheese <laughs> it sure is oh uh brian lenoy wants to know if we're ready for quar on tour brian yeah, yeah. Listen, listen to the last segment we talked about <laughs> quars coming to to charlotte baby rewind five hours we're we're on it uh homer olsen in uh i think question of the night here though it has a very obvious answer uh, Other who, than the Intimidator, who is who, the best? Who's the best NASCAR driver of the '90s? I mean, raise hell, praise Dale. Like that's unfair. We should pick the second best. Um, I was always partial to um, Jeff Gordon, which I know is a controversial. Oh, controversial. If you liked Dale, you couldn't that's like the Man City of NASCAR drivers. You couldn't like Jeff Gordon without the human um, rights violations. Mark Martin. Drove the number six valve. I was really into NASCAR when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I collected the little metal die cast uh, oh, nice, cars. Nice. Um, but my all time favorite, just because of the name, it's got to be Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle. <laughs> Need to get your prostate checked at that point. Uh, I'm going to say uh, my favorite as a kid was Ernie Irvin. He drove mm. the Kodak car. And then I think he moved to that Halvaline car at one point but ernie irvin was my favorite as a kid i had the little kodak die cast myself and he never he 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 did not win a lot but ernie irvin was my favorite so under the intimidator is going to be my hipster pick of ernie irvin that's my if uh if anybody really likes nascar and, and comes to visit me here in charlotte we are home of the nascar hall of fame and haas f1 racing team and uh charlotte motor speedway yeah so you have so, F1 right in your backyard, Brian. Why aren't you an F1 fan? Um, I don't know. I'm not enough of a hipster, I guess. Yeah, wait till <laughs> we get to the charcuterie question. <laughs> Frank wants to know our most non-story of a run-in with a famous person. My question then was like, what do you consider famous? I've had... Um, I'm not going to include stories like where I'm at a show and the person who's going to perform like walks past me. Right. That doesn't count because they're supposed to be there. It's a concert. They're going to be there. I will say um, I was at a Chipotle in Gahanna, Ohio. And as I was leaving, Will Trapp was just in line. He played for the crew. He plays for Minnesota. He had a little bit of a, a, a time on the U.S. national team. So that's my local one. 
and I walked behind Martin Scorsese as he walked out of the Directors Guild in downtown New York. That was those are my two inconsequential. You also shared a meal with Drew Rosenhaus, if I remember. That right. is true. At my anniversary, I sat next to him and his wife while my wife and I were on our carrying the sixth wedding anniversary or it might have been seventh wedding anniversary depending on the year that we went but yeah i tried to get a free meal by talking really loud to amy like our anniversary is tonight and i tried to get like maybe drew's gonna pick up the check that but he didn't get rich from picking up other people's checks i um i would say okay well that that one doesn't count because i was there to see her <clears throat> i was to say i got a kiss on the cheek from michelle obama <gasps> That, um, but that I, win but no, this is an income this is but like yeah a, i was i was yeah. there to see her it was like a rally in like 2007 in gainesville um those aren't the usual kind of rallies you get in gainesville either so that not, was well Ga- cool. gainesville you don't have to worry as much about but you get outside of gainesville and yeah oh, I, it's I a know, college town yeah yeah i know i know for a fact there have been some of those kinds of rallies um <laughs> so uh <laughs> i would say a couple of them i was at this a tiny restaurant in the middle of nowhere in old town florida and badass billy gunn and his kids were there eating but i didn't talk to him because i was like petrified was, yeah oh i was petrified yeah but i was like oh my god that's badass billy gunn over there was the road dog jesse james there he was not he was also there with his kids so i think i didn't want to oh. bother him because i'm like <clears throat> he's with his family that, that was my excuse i was totally star- i was in high school probably i was like totally I feel bad like how many people go up to him and say suck it how many people yeah, do like- that like that was the thing when we were in like middle school like that's a very inappropriate thing to have as a trend is running around school I'm pretty sure I like, had to like you know sit out from recess or something because you told someone to suck it. <laughs> told somebody to suck it. Um, uh, I don't even think I really understood what it was. <laughs> right there was <laughs> when I told him to do it, when I told him that. But um, I would say that, and then actually, somewhat recently, we were at uh, we went to a music festival down in Charleston. We went to High Water Fest. And one of the best acts there and their band that's kind of growing and they're getting, they got a lot of Grammy buzz. It's black Pumas kind of a f- modern kind of funk soul type band. Um, we were, we went to, after their set, like after they played on the second night, we went to this little like bar restaurant. Cause it was like the only thing open at like midnight or something. It was near our hotel or our Airbnb in Charleston. And the lead singer of like, black pumas walks by but we didn't realize it was him until after the fact mm. so he like walks by we didn't talk to him or anything and then we're like and then Alyssa was like pretty sure that was the lead singer of black pumas that that just walked by that we saw and yeah we we didn't get to uh didn't talk to him but yeah we saw him at i don't even remember the name of the restaurant i'm sure i'd had a few beers by that point yeah uh, those, those are good those are fun <clears throat> let's jump on some uh some instagram questions yeah dun, 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 so i don't forget these we uh, never do that your your wife amy costello wants wants us to talk about jen shaw's guilty plea i don't know who jen shaw is but i'm jen gonna say shaw is from the real housewives of salt lake city 
and she got caught up. There was in, a wait, there was a Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. There wasn't. There is a Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Are they like all married uh, to the same guy? Or no, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> Mormon Jen jokes Shaw is somebody. Yeah, they, yeah. We set up the pins. You're gonna hit a strike. Jen Shaw was uh, her and her business was pretty much ripping off old people. They were focusing on people over 55 and they were scamming them for their money. Um, and on TV, she actually gets like picked up by the FBI on an episode of Real Housewives. And then she's like, I was innocent. I'm innocent. And she cries because it's Real Housewives. And um, and then once it gets to court, like a couple weeks ago, all of the other people in the thing were like, yeah, I did it. And she goes up there and she's like, I did it. And it sounds like she's going to get like 20 to 30 years in prison. So I don't think she's feeling good, but you know what? Um, you do bad stuff. You get in trouble. If you defraud old people, um, you piece of garbage, you need to go in the trash. So you know what happened? She fucked around and she found out. Mm, mm, that is what happened. It's, it's the, so uh, not, it's the old- not, not Shaw amazing. Uh, she is uh, that's her friend that's her phrase is like that's shaw amazing it's going to be shaw amazing in the women's penitentiary you spend 20 mm. or 30 years in all right well that's a new fact that i didn't know about so mm. hey. there's some real drama on there like i amy watches it and i try not to watch it i get sucked in man i'm not going to search the show out i'll never watch it like without amy here but if it's on and if it's like my lunch at work and she's watching it I'm going to sit down have lunch and watch it with Amy. She gets amazed that I remember these details too later on. She's like, how did you remember that? And I'm like, cause I actually pay attention when we watch something you like. Unlike you, Amy, when you start asking her about soccer, she's like what's soccer? What's all side? I don't even know what soccer is. Uh, Felix soccer, won- I hardly know her. Ah, take my wife, please. <laughs> don't, don't hurt people. Violence is not the answer. I tried to take my wife somewhere, but she kept coming back. Hey, 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 hey. just went from Chicago. Boy, are my arms tired. All right. So Felix wants to know, Canada would have beat the U.S. US women's national team if BSG played. Why does Canada dislike BSG? They would have beat the U.S. men's national team if they played BSG. Um, They would have. uh, BSG, it's a shame. Bianca should have been out there. She got some minutes in the first match of the tournament. Um, which by the way, these summer tournaments, I don't know if you've been watching them. CONCACAF was not by near far as the much worst. as not near as much as I would have liked, but yeah, I've watched some. I've watched at least a match or two from every confederation of the four that I've been able to see. And CONCACAF is by far the worst of all four of them. Almost nobody's there. The format is so small. Everybody pretty much like makes the World Cup. Uh, there was only six teams competing or uh, eight teams competing in it. Excuse me. It was just, and then today we find out that Jamaica's national team got held at the airport because Jamaican, like their football federation didn't have money to check all their bags. And they were just like stuck at the airport in like going to Miami or something. It's every, nobody in the stands in Mexico. It was just a horrible tournament. It was just a bad tournament. And I'm glad that it's over. Um, but yeah. What, what's that I hear, Thomas? What? I'm sorry. Does that sound like freedom? <laughs> Does that sound like freedom ringing? 
It did. I'm, I'm sorry. I thought I heard an eagle screech across the sky. Hey, did I just hear a Walmart open? Yeah, this is America. Did I just hear a gun gun shoot off somewhere? <laughs> like this is America, Thomas, and we won. America. And, and who scored the goal too? Alex Morgan, best person to ever play soccer ever in the world. USA, all the all way. the way. BSG should have played, um, but that's okay. Getting into, if she comes back to Chicago and plays like she did, and if that continues throughout this year, she gets even better. World Cup next year, BSG is going to be there in uh, Paris. No, it's Australia. The Olympics are in, in Paris next in Australia. She's going to do Australia. That's not a knife. BSG is going to do really well, and I, she's going to kill it in the Olympics. Not Here's, in the Olympics, but in the I World Cup. BSG, former former guest, member of the BAM fam. Hashtag BAM fam, yeah. I know she's listening to this right now. Here's what For I'll sure. say. Use this as motivation. Mm. Take this out on every team that you play in the mm. in the NWSL. Like Bulletin board material. This yeah. is this is your equivalent of Vlatko sliding Mal Pugh, or uh, as we're going to get mm-hmm. into here in a moment, uh, Louisville disrespecting Ebony Salmon. She's swimming <laughs> downstream right now. She's moving. Speaking of speaking of the aforementioned, Felix wants to know what did the Red Stars do to Ebony Salmon? I think the correct question is what did the entire league do to Ebony Salmon? <laughs> Whatever they did, Chicago's not doing it again. I'll tell you that much. Ebony Salmon is just walking around, middle fingers extended. She's just like <laughs> score a, a hat trick. Scores a hat trick for the Houston Dash. They just like they made the Red Stars look like Gotham. Um, they beat be them yeah. 4-1 with a garbage goal. Like Chicago just got a goal at the end of the match for, you know, shits and giggles. But, but at that point, Ebony had already beaten them. Um, yeah, that's – I need to see Houston play against Racing Louisville again. I need to see it. Oh, my God. <laughs> because – She'll put in like 15. The thing – like – I'm nervous though, and because in Houston, Nichelle Prince is out, um, uh, Rachel Daly is out. They're all with their international. They're coming back from you know the Concacaf tournament. I'm nervous that when they come back, Ebony Salmon's not going to get that time because obviously we've seen that coaches in NWSL um, suck yeah. sometimes. So I, she's one of those players. This is Louisville saying like she didn't fit the. Well, she, they had. Um, Jess McDonald, excuse me. So it didn't make sense to start her. When you have somebody that good, like she was a young player of the year in England a couple of years back. Like she was a final, I think she was a finalist, excuse me. Dynamic when she played for racing. Her first match, she scores a goal. Like she scores, like it's kind of like we talk about Cucho, just has a desire and a fight to score a goal. Like yeah. she's confident, and when she gets near the box, good luck because you're I, not going to have very good chance. Like, does she have a racing should not? We don't know about <laughs> racing should like it's coach pride at a certain point. If you have yeah. that good of talent and you don't play them, that's coach's pride. Like, coach thinks that they're better than everything at that's, that point. That's, that's ego. Yeah. Right. Right. Because yeah, uh, there she's making she's she's picturing the ball as the head coach at 
racing Louisville right now every the time she friggin' giant from like <laughs> Netherlands or something. Every I don't know how to pronounce his name, but he's huge. But she's she's picturing that coach every time she puts the ball on the back of the net because oh my uh, god, she's... remember Waterboy visualization? Yeah, uh, and when the field goal kicker did it, field goal kicker it was the clan. Imagine the clan, the clan and yeah, Ebony. Every time that ball comes, she's imagining racing Louisville's coach. Then <laughs> she's drilling it into the back of the net. Yeah, she's fun to watch. Even though Chicago lost, I'm glad Ebony Salmon scored three goals though. If you're gonna um, lose. It's not like, you know, if you're going to lose, yeah. lose big. Hell yeah. Uh, Queen Anne's Revenge, Quar, on uh, Instagram, wants Ooh. to know how we help John with his rose problem. Oh, we've already talked about it. Um, uh, judicial system. That's it. Uh, and then Robbie finally wants to know our way too early Women's World Cup predictions. I think I it's mean, women's, women's Cup, wasn't it? He said Women's World Cup in the question. Oh, Women's World. I thought it was the Women's Cup next month in in uh, in Louisville. But that makes a lot more sense for it to be the Women's World Cup because next month is not very early. I can read. My Women's World Cup prediction, I think, um, I think when I bleed, I bleed red, white, and blue. This is a down cycle for the United States, and I think they win the World Cup. That's how I, I think, think. I think they're going to come out. I, I legitimately think they're going to come out angry. Like right. I think, I, I think they don't like the fact that other other clubs have kind of caught up to them. This is like, this is like kind of I think the equivalent of like USA basketball when when they the started losing, yeah. yeah, started losing to the to the Euro teams and stuff and the South Americans, and then all of a sudden we got like. LeBron and Kobe and, and Kobe <laughs> and Melo and like nobody wanted to play on the lip, but all of a sudden we got like the real really good players again. Yeah. It was like all right, and then we start beating people by forty again. Like yeah, that's I think that's I think they've they've kind of gotten their ego. I think the rest of the world is legitimately much better than than it was even twenty years ago. It's better than they were twenty years ago, but they're not U.S. national. T- I don't think they're better than the U.S. national team US- unless you talk to a British soccer reporter and then. They're very <laughs> well, well. They're as biased as we are about the United how, States. How many? How many of them play for Barcelona in Thomas. Spain? Yo, that's true. We have to. So only Spain. As long as the United States beats Spain, they're good because <laughs> they have the. <laughs> they have fifty-one of the top fifty players play at Barcelona. Well, that and every like top player that's not American is is tearing an ACL right now. So uh, yeah, Marie Antoinette and. Uh, uh, why do I forget her name? Alexia. Yeah, Alexia Patelis. Yeah, Patelis. They both tore Kat Macario, and she was injured for this tournament, by the way. She'll be back for the World Cup, more than likely Kat Macario. This is this is actually a downtime for the U.S. national team. They came into this tournament. They beat the team that won the gold medal. They beat Canada with a team that's really in flux because you lost Carly Lloyd, Tobin Heath, She's not what she used to be. She doesn't play. Kristen Press didn't play. Alex Morgan, she's playing probably in her she's playing in her last World Cup. You have to assume next time, unless she stays around and a striker, you could probably, you know, Carly you could be a did. veteran. Carly, yeah. But uh Rapinos, this is her last World Cup if she sticks around next year. Um at, at this close, so you have to assume nobody's quitting at this point. Um the team is going through its changes. The back line is changing with uh, Gurma and Cook are the future and Tierna Davidson. The three of them are going to 
lock down the back line, but right now this team is in a moment of transition where this next group of players, like I mentioned, those center backs, and I mentioned like Mal Pugh, Sophia Smith, Trinity Rodman, Kat Macario, all of these players are going to play together for a very long time. And if they, for some reason, don't win the 2024 or 23, excuse me, World Cup, I would be really afraid in 2027. I would be really afraid. Team is going to be uh, Mal Pugh's like 23 years old. And Mal Pugh, Mal Pugh <laughs> plays with like, she's another one. She plays with some anger. She plays with like, she's going to be, she's going to lead the team too. She's going to be a leader on the team yeah. in the next few years. Yeah. I love me some Mal. P- I, I have like, Mal Pugh has become like legit my favorite player on the, I love Mal Pugh so He's much. A badass. Jeez. We were talking to somebody in Carolina about it, like one of the fans down there. Like, yeah, Mal Pugh grew up like playing with like the guys all the time through young kids, yeah. middle school high. She was playing with with them, and she wanted to beat them, and she doesn't want to lose to anybody. Like, she's when she's out there competing, like some NWSL regular season matches, it's different. But when it's a tournament. <sighs> Well, I think I think for her, and we'll move on because I know we're we're going long here on some of these questions. But like, eh, who cares? I think for her, it's really like seeing this comeback from her, where she's finally healthy, and I think she is. She takes a lot of the criticism that she got personally. Like she was this. I think there was a point because people for people forget that she's only twenty three because she's been around ever she was the the wunderkind she was was, the next yeah she was playing on the national team at like what 17 right i think she premiered at like 16 or 17 something stupid like that and so like she was this wonder kid and she was going to be the next big thing and then you know she had these injuries and she had you know some of these issues but like there's still any there's a reason that she was on the national team at 17 like there's an incredible player in there yeah and i think she's taken all that like criticism that she got and i think there was some criticism from people about her attitude and that she wasn't considered a team player by some people and there was also she also played with gotham she played with the spirit when the spirit went great she played with she was in some bad bad situations everybody the nwsl has been in bad situations i think the last few years you need to completely wipe it off the slate the nwsl is one big bad situation unfortunately but (laughs) um oh i laugh so i don't cry yeah exactly but i think she's taken this and she's finally again she's healthy i think her head's right and she's like yeah guys i'm really good like you guys all (laughs) you guys all forgot because because i was injured and in some bad situations but i'm really freaking good and now i'm going to show you all like yeah you know she's got the talent and the skill and then she's got her you know she's got her head on straight and she's healthy like she's She's showing the world what for here. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> she's not playing around. She's going to be dangerous in the next, uh, in the world yeah. cup next year. She's going to be dangerous, especially if cat comes back healthy in the midfield. Oof. Now black it hard decisions. I, I hope, well, they're playing Nigeria and some friendlies coming up. They need to play better teams and friendlies. Paraguay yeah. and Uzbekistan are not going to do it. Like that's when you saw them struggling in this Concacaf tournament a little bit. They didn't give up a goal the entire tournament, but um, <laughs> they they did struggle a tiny bit. Uh, it depends on Listen, who. You... Listeners just standing back there, like guys, can I touch the ball? I think she started an urban garden back there for one of the matches. Um, <laughs> She's like making designs in the grass. Her and her and Kate and Alyssa Nair, This is probably her last World Cup too, but. 
you have uh you know casey murphy has been coming on pretty strong it's it's a really like u.s talent pool is all the best players in the ncaa <laughs> yeah like i was listening to a podcast called the football weekly over and it's from the guardian and they were talking to Susie rack who's a british football writer she covers women's soccer specifically but like countries can't keep up because like they're putting money into their fas and they're putting money into their countries football associations but in the united states for at least the women's soccer, they have so much of a head start with title nine, 50 years of a head start with title nine. Plus you have all of these soccer programs like Ohio state soccer program probably has more money in it for the women than a lot of these countries have (laughs) in their soccer programs for women. So you have, and and Ohio state's a bad example because they don't even compete much in the women's. Yeah. They're not really that that great. Michelle Prince. But if you look at North Carolina, look at the talents come out of North Carolina, Stanford, those football, you're, those soccer programs get more money and funding than you're anywhere. Defending national champion Florida State University. Seminoles. Florida State won. Florida no, State didn't win the national sure. championship. Oh, I know that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, J- Jalen Howell. Maybe you've heard of her. Oh, I haven't. I had. She was playing in CC's shadow at Raising Louisville. That's what <laughs> a- Alex would say. She's a bum. She's no CC. Her dad got her dad got her there. That's all it was, right? Miss, Mallory uh, Pugh's a bum. She has six goals in seven matches. What a bum. <laughs> Yeah, Jalen Howell's dad, uh, Thurston Howell the third. <laughs> That's like great, great granddad at this point. <laughs> Lover. So, moving on back to Twitter question. Frank wants, and we're gonna go to Giovanni's quick. Frank wants to know that that's a really dated reference for you kids out there, by the way. I just dropped who, a Gilligan's Island. <laughs> look up who Thurston Howell the third is. That's uh, way that's way before our time, even. <laughs> yes, it is. A three-hour uh, tour. Like our, our pot Brian and me, a three-hour tour. <laughs> it's also a shipwreck. Oh god. This sh- <laughs> we're having fun. So if you want to turn the podcast off, who cares? We're gonna keep talking. I'm, I'm having a good time. So Frank wants to know how's Homer? He's the Nottingham fan, right? Is he gonna celebrate when they win the league next year? He's the Nottingham fan, right? I think that's Homer, right? Just look at the past tweets, Frank. My God. Um <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is Homer the Nottingham fan? Is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> Oh yeah. Um, what are we talking about? Nottingham women in like the national division. <laughs> I don't think Nottingham Forest. Um, I hope they stay up for Homer's sake because he's put a lot of hope into this and hope is what kills you. It is the hope that kills you. I'm, I'm rooting for him to stay up. I'm rooting for him, you know, for Homer, like 17th place season for North Nottingham yeah, I mean, Forest this that's, year. That's fine. As long as they stay, just stay above the drop zone guys. Yeah. Uh, Felix wants to know who's club kit slash jersey should he get vivian medima netherlands or leah walty in switzerland which okay these are not clubs these are countries you want (laughs) countries jerseys yes Um, because they both play for arsenal um so i have to look at the swiss jersey i guarantee you the the netherlands jersey is better but yeah shout out to mike yeager um, I'm looking at, I'm trying to find a good picture. Yeah, I would get the Netherlands one. Don't get the, don't get that one. Get the Netherlands one. Yeah. It's just a boring red kit with a, you know, the Swiss cross on it. Um, 
You are it's already like an Arsenal jersey, so just buy an Arsenal jersey at that point, feeling. Don't don't buy an Arsenal jersey. <laughs> Although the Alexia uh, uh, kit looks great. Good choice. Looks um, looks nice. Thanks for so- sharing that photo. Soccer noob asks hammer pants. Stop. Have a time. Mm-hmm. Can't touch this. Yeah, why not? Let's do it. I'm I'm pro hammer pants. Uh yeah. Felix wants to know is it ketchup or catsup? Cats. Uh it's catsup. <clears throat> I like putting catsup on. Um, what's your favorite thing to eat with catsup? I would say um French fries. French fries. I'm also a big fan of uh ketchup on my scrambled eggs. Yeah, I was gonna say as a kid, I did ketchup on my scrambled eggs a lot. I don't know why I don't do it anymore. I do it all the time. A little ketchup, a <clears> hot <throat> sauce. I found eggs. I found the scrambled egg button on my microwave, so I can just crack and like, like beat an egg, and, and a minute later, my scrambled eggs are done. I've been making burritos, like breakfast burritos. I throw it in there. I throw it on a soft tortilla, and I put like hot sauce on it, or I might put cheese or sour cream or Airday's guacamole salsa. I put that on there breakfast in like a minute <clears throat> i get a breakfast taco in a minute beautiful um felix felix also was felix really came through for us tonight felix oh yeah had a lot of great questions felix is a great guy anyway keeps oh, sending me sure. those i simpsons. can't wait till next month august uh women's cup can't wait felix keep sending me those simpsons memes also you're welcome down here in charlotte anytime um i think we've discussed that on the show before uh he said we might have answered this one already we have not collars or no collars on kits we definitely have not i love a good kit with a collar on it i do too i am i am very pro uh kits with collars yeah also very i know you and i are both big fans of a kit with a sash oh yeah like the um chile's kits yeah Tottenham had a really nice uh, one with a sash probably five or six years ago now that yeah. had like it was white with like a navy sash across the top. It was our home. Speaking of, and I threw a question in, um, speaking of Tottenham kits, is, and you and I have both seen Tottenham, I sent you and our, our good buddy Bryant uh, a picture of Tottenham's away kit for this season. Is that the worst kit you've ever seen a professional it's a, it's club have? It's a wetsuit top it's a wetsuit kit it's horrible like yeah it, lo- it looks like people on on twitter kept saying wetsuit my first thought i didn't think of wetsuit until i saw it on twitter my first thought was it looks like you know those people who are way too into like riding bikes cyclists we'll, i think they're called, yeah yes. and we'll buy those uh like cyclist jerseys and then wear like little bicycle shorts out riding bikes all mm-hmm. over the city like that was the first thing I thought of, or the cheap uh, workout clothes at Target. Yeah, I, I can see that. Now it's not a, it's not a great away kit, um, and then you just have a plain white kit for the home kit. So it's just kind of you're really hoping for a fun third kit. You're really hoping the third kit brings it out. I got a feeling if I buy a kit this year, it's going to be a a certain uh, local team here in my. Uh, you need my to buy state. a Malpew U.S. Women's National Team kit. That is tempting. That is tempting. Um, no, it's uh, it's not very good. Not very good. Liverpool's away kit. It, you, I think you said it. It looked like the picture was blurry. <laughs> <laughs> it, did. it looked like the my screen had like a, a fingerprint on it. Right. Like it was greasy or something. <laughs> I'm gonna buy a Liverpool kit. I I always wait till the third kit comes out just so I can make an educated decision and pick from all three of the ones. But I need to get one with the WSL 
patch or I, uh, sticker on it, whatever. I was a big fan of Tottenham's away kit this past season. So what I might do if I decide <laughs> I'm going to buy a Tottenham kit, unless I really like the third kit, is just wait until the <laughs> this season's kits go on sale because that should be kind of any minute now with the new kits. They should announced. already be on. They are, they're probably already on sale. They go on sale like last third of the season. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> I might just... uh. Now that Go to classicfootballshirts.com or .co.uk or something. Classic Football Shirts always has like kits from recent years, and they're usually pretty cheap too, brand new. And if they want to sponsor us and send us some free <laughs> kits. They're sponsoring Burnley's kits this year. They are. I saw that. Yeah, that's pretty cool in the championship. Unfor- unfortunately, they're sponsoring them in the championship. Or fortunately, I should say, because Vincent well, Company yeah. is their coach too. Forget them. Forget um, you, un- Vincent Company. I don't, I don't forget that goal. You son of a bitch. I don't forget that goal. That goal was a rocket. Wasn't it against Tottenham? I don't remember who it was against, but that goal was a rocket. Like, um, in honor of Frank, real quick, uh, cargo shorts, yay or nay? Um, nay. See, I'm, I'm pro cargo short. I used Uh, to wear cargo shorts, but I think I, I just like I, I stopped a few years. I, my Amy's I don't change how I dress most of the time. It's usually just like a black band shirt or something and a hat. But shorts are one thing. She got me out of the jorts before we got married. I think it was a prerequisite actually to get married. We had a prenup. All it was was never wear shorts again. <laughs> and I was like, well, I got to listen to it. I signed the paper. Cargo shorts. Yeah, I she got me off of cargo shorts a few years ago. Now, actually, I just, and this isn't because of Amy. I just wore jeans all the time. I went to a baseball game last week and it was like 80 some degrees. I just wore jeans. I don't care anymore. I just sweat. My, my off mic, the company I work for <laughs> is allowing us to wear shorts to the office. Oh, as long as game they, changer, we can't wear cargo shorts. They have to be just like plain, like shorts, khaki shorts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like khaki shorts or whatever, but you can wear short. You can't wear a t-shirt. Has to be a has to be a collared shirt. So you have to look like you belong to a fraternity in North Carolina, pretty much. Right, like I, I look like a, a you know. A Your name soft, has to be Hayden. I'm a sophomore at I guess here it will be UNC Charlotte, but um, go Miners, right? Isn't that their name? Um, uh, they're the 49ers. 49ers. Homer has close. a question. Jesse Lingard's not going to score against the Spurs or Liverpool. Yeah, he's, uh, Jesse Lingard's going to score the same number of goals he scored against Spurs oh. and Liverpool last season, which was zero. Also, you haven't even signed Jesse Lingard yet, officially, have you? you like more excited about Ayo Ayo uh, Excuse me, Ewonii. He played for Union Berlin. He's part of Liverpool's system. Um, he was on loan to Berlin for a couple seasons. Uh, Ewani is a Nigerian striker. Dude is like built. Like he's just like all muscle. Dude can score too. I think you should be more excited about him. Forget Jesse Lingard. Forget that Manchester. If Manchester United is getting rid of him, that tells you everything about him. So yeah. um, is he like James Milner built or? No, you have to look at him. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a picture. We'll go to the next question because we have a good one here from Matt Moore. I think this is um, – we haven't even used the Lucille Bluth tonight, but uh, we're not going to do it for this one. No, this is a good one. Um, Matt says, I've been down and out lately about a lot of stuff. What's the best way to get myself out of that headspace? Um, I, I'll start. I think the best way that I do that is, is talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like 100%, like I can't sell that enough, and I know I've talked about it on the show, like – I go to a therapist. 
Um, I'm also um, privileged to be in a place where that's something that's available to me um, financially. Like I know, obviously we live in a pretty fucked up uh, system here where, you know, medical care is expensive and not everybody can afford to, to speak to, you know, a licensed professional, but I would say talk to somebody. If you can't, if you can't, don't have the access to talk to a professional, talk to a friend, family member, a spouse, a, um, you know, if you're a religious person, if you have a, you know, a religious person at your church that you are a leader or someone that you really trust, like talk to somebody like talking more than anything helps. Um, I think also for me, like find ways sometimes it's just find a way to distract yourself. Like, honestly, like sometimes it's really hard to get out of that headspace, but like find something, put a movie on, play a video game, put a, put a podcast on that you like, not this one. Cause this one's depressing enough. Right. Um, but like, you know, just try and uh, like, try and find ways sometimes. And sometimes it's distracting yourself. And I think sometimes too, like, I don't know like know this know that you're not alone Mm, know that like every single one of us deals with that know that you are important that you matter that you're a very like awesome person i don't know you super well matt but you and i have definitely interacted a little bit on on social media and stuff like know that it's it's tough it's difficult but you know things can get better yeah and do the best you can, man. I would definitely look into resources. I don't know where you work. Like Brian was just saying, some places, you know, you can get free, like a nationwide Robert could get like 16 free visits or something. Yeah. Look into your work. If they have that, if they don't, there might even be some nonprofits out there who can help you yeah. get access to it. So look, I, I would definitely speak to a professional, but like Brian said too, talk to a friend, talk to anybody because that's better than, letting it stay inside, letting it stew inside. I'll say myself, I, I waited. It's been years. Uh, When I was 17, I lost a parent. Um, and my, I, I was already a teenager. I was already pissed off. I listened to a lot of punk music even before he died. And I was just already an angry, angry kid. And I was like forced to go to therapy and, I went for a few times and I, I was a teenager. My mom made me go because we didn't see eye to eye on a lot of things. And it really, it wasn't beneficial because I was a kid and I didn't want to do it. I was like forced into doing it. Um, I'm now just setting the gears in motion, wheels in motion to go to a therapist where I've had this access for, I've worked in nationwide 14 years and I've avoided it. I've avoided doing it. I've gotten this little authorization to get these sessions and I don't do it. Um, I just started actually a couple of days ago. We've talked on Brian me for two yeah. years about like, Hey, you need to take care of yourself. Almost three years. You need to take care of yourself. You need to talk to a therapist. I've been saying that lying to everybody for years. Cause I wasn't doing the same thing. I've just been going through I've been overworking myself. I've been doing too much. I've been distracting myself because there are things in my past that sure. I have not wanted to deal with. And some people, it turns into, you know, drinking, it turns into drugs, it turns into stuff like that. For yep. me, it's, I distract myself. I do a lot of stuff. I work too much. Like, 
not yeah. my job job, but I, I add too much onto my plate. I've been a full-time student for years and now I'm writing like 20 or 30 articles a week going to crew matches. I'm trying to distract myself. And I just, over the last few weeks that, that hit me from a family member who told me a close family member and looking at it, I'm masking stuff. And it took me a while. So if it's only, if it's a thing, Matt, where you're waiting to do it because you feel like, Oh, I, I don't need to do it. Or, Oh, it's, I don't have that big of an issue compared to other people. Just, if you have the means, just do it. And if you don't have yeah. the means, hell, reach out to me. I'll help you look for places that'll that'll get you yeah. some like. access for free. But if you can't, if you're talking to a friend or significant other or somebody like that isn't going to work, you, you need to you need to get help and talk to somebody because they're there. It's not like no one's trying to medicate you or <laughs> you know, like yeah, make no. you do that stuff. Like that's your choice, but just talking to somebody who can help you put things into perspective. Try if that, if none of that works and you just know you can't do it. And Brian, I'll divert back to you. Sorry. Um, try going outside for a walk. I know yeah. you have a kid and that's really stressful. A young kid. That's really stressful. Yeah. Trust me. I have three of them. I know how you feel. Um, go on walks, try breathing exercises. You can do those at home. Just when you have like a minute, just take deep breaths uh, if you have time, try meditation. Um, that's worked out for me in the past, uh, for stuff, Yeah, anything you can to keep going, but yeah, always message us and talk to us. Cause we'll, I know we're not like, we haven't met in person yet. We've talked for, I think like years now online, um, reach out to us. We need to meet at like a crew match or just hell somewhere and get to know each other more. Cause if you need a friend, you have, you have two right here. Absolutely. Um, I would say too, I think the other thing I kind of thought of is sometimes it, it helps to accomplish something small Mm. to feel good about yourself. I mean, there are days, I mean, I struggle, I've I've been pretty open about, you know, struggles with depression and stuff like that. There are days I don't want to get out of bed and get a shower or I don't want to get out of bed and and eat, or I don't want to get out of bed. Like do those little, doing those little things to take care of yourself is a big deal it can make a huge difference in how you feel about yourself so those things like you know keeping up with your hygiene keep up with uh, you know eating eating regularly and eating um uh, relatively normal like don't just eat junk i guess is what i'm saying don't need to see like a handful of cookies or something like eat, eat some actual food as you can you know accomplish a little thing here and there around the house if you can like Mm -hmm. those little things a they can they can build up your i think your your self-confidence a little bit sometimes i think they can also not maybe make you feel as overwhelmed Mm -hmm. with the amount of things that you need to do like taking those little steps i think is something in and you know what's toys like that like if my if the living room's messy and i'm having a rough day like I'll clean up his toys. And for some reason, just seeing the house, the room clean, it makes me feel better. And it focuses my, and I'm not thinking of a million things. Yeah. I would also, one last thing I'll say, um, and then we can, you know, we can kind of wrap up here is go easy on yourself. Like give yourself some grace. We're all struggling. Um, You know, just because you're struggling doesn't mean you're, broken doesn't mean that you're flawed Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you're a bad person 
it's not a personal failure on your part. And that's something that's taken me like a long time to sort out and in therapy and something I still struggle with to this day. Um, But just remember that, like if you're struggling mentally, like that's not, it's not because you're a bad person or it's not because you deserve to, to feel bad because you've done something wrong. It's, it's a part of life. It's something that everybody struggles with. And it's something that, you know, we've all got to work on. We've all got to be conscious of, and we've all got to, you know, take steps as we can to, uh, to try and not only help ourselves, but help each other. Yeah, for sure. Um, second question was about getting rid of social media and how can you stay in contact? We'll DM you email yeah. addresses, phone numbers. We'll DM you, Matt. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, on that note, that's all the questions that we have. Thanks guys. We really, really enjoyed getting to do the questions this week. We are going to like, I think like we said earlier in the episode, if you're still listening, we are going (laughs) to probably take a break, uh, from doing some of the questions just to let you guys build up your, uh, your reservoir of of questions to, uh, to get for us. So you can though, however, interact with us on social media. We are hey. at Brian and me on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we do most of our posting on Instagram or on Twitter, but you know, we do post from time to time on Instagram as well. Yeah. Uh, Thomas is at one Thomas Costello on both platforms. Uh, so get out there and, and follow him to see all the great things that he's writing right now for massive report for, mm. Uh, Lant Grand Holy Land covering Ohio State women's athletics. He's covering mm. the WPSL. And I'm, I think you're just doing some of your own writing as well, right? I just had my first article for the Columbus Sports Commission oh, go nice. out. It was like a visitor's guide to going to a crew match, um, like out-of-towner's guide. I'm going to be doing stuff about um, Columbus sports, but also like there's a specific one I'm going to do about the – history of like women's basketball here in columbus with ohio state there was a um, abl excuse me a former league that played here uh columbus actually won like a title or two in that women's basketball league it came out around the same time as the WNBA, but it folded unfortunately um yeah so i'm writing for them too i i'm probably gonna make some decisions though here soon about writing and where i'll keep writing and where i'm gonna probably cut back a little bit so it's my own journey of making better decisions and focusing more on me than on, um, than on writing. So yeah, I'm still doing it, but I appreciate the plug. Yeah, absolutely. You can interact with me. I'm on Instagram at pickle chip, replace the I with ones. Yeah. I'm also <laughs> on Instagram at pickle chips, two S's because that pickle chips. Them. On at Twitter, you're on pickle chips with two S's at the end. Replace the I's with ones. On Instagram, you're on your pickle chip with singular pickle chip. Replace the I's even, with ones. Uh, I haven't even had a beer tonight. I'm stumbling <laughs> over my words. Maybe like that's this. your problem. Just Maybe kidding. That... Drink responsibly. <laughs> Drink responsibly, kid. So I'm on Twitter now. So if you want to get out there and, and follow me and I guess see me tweet about pro wrestling and uh, Charlotte FC and Tottenham. Yeah, that's going to be depressing. Oh, God. Which one? Yes. <laughs> that's, that's fair enough. Share the, uh, share the show with your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, enemies, random people that you meet on the street, mm. people that you interact with at uh, soccer games. Yeah. Just 
literally anybody just start yelling it like get on a mic get on a megaphone and drive down the street yeah uh, like i'm gonna the, plug two other shows oh god blues brothers like, like that scene in the blues brothers yeah exactly. um, yeah um i'm gonna plug two uh women's sports matter they're expanding mm. their podcast network out uh g's been going crazy the queen pin with, with the with the new uh shows on the women's sports matter network so follow that sign for the newsletter also former bam famer uh well in the bam family formerly on the show uh between clean sheets now has her own podcast so there is that spoke with the former club america player jennifer munoz um and yeah it was it was a cool episode it's only 30 minutes too so about as long as um our our last our outro was for this episode it's only one twentieth of an episode of of bryant and me it's always cool to see you know bam famers creating content too uh although stepping into our territory but that's fine we're gonna stay off of videos because yeah yeah we have faces for uh podcasting (laughs) audio only uh, yeah that's very good very true we have voices for silence too so Please, please take care of yourselves and take care of of your loved ones your friends your family everybody around you give everybody a just a a friendly smile and wave tomorrow as you're as you're driving around as you're around town um just give everybody you know a friendly smile or a nod or a wave do something just send a positive vibe out to somebody that you interact with tomorrow that's that's our that's our homework how we're leaving you for the week. Please, if you're if you're coming down to Charlotte next weekend, please come by and say hey to us. We'll be uh, out and about, I'm sure. At the crew tailgate. Not at the Charlotte tailgate. We'll be at the crew tailgate. So you can find Bryant there in his nondescript soccer, <laughs> no soccer <laughs> gear. <laughs> I'll wear my Chris scarf. Hey, there we go. Find the green scarf next week at the crew tailgate, and that'll be us. I'll be the guy with the... We both have beards. We're both bearded. Mine has a little bit off the face. Um, Brian's looks better, though. Uh, you'll see us at the around Mecklenburg Massive and the crew tailgate. On that note, we love every single one of you. We hope you guys have a fantastic week. Let's go Charlotte FC. Woo! Oh, you, they, go to hell is where you can go with that. <laughs> Adios.